Welcome to Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. I am your host, Lori McGraw. I have spent the past 30 years in leadership, and over the years, I've come to learn one thing. Women need women, and not just any women, but inspiring women. Tune in every week to hear from women at the pinnacle of their careers and from others who are just starting out. Episodes can be found at inspiringwomen.show or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will be inspired. This is Inspiring Women, and I am Lori McGraw. This morning, I'm talking to Erica Jane. She's the CEO and co-founder of Healthy. This is a new type of digital platform company that supports other digital health companies and startups. And Erica started this company about, about five years ago with her partner at UPenn that she met there, where they were talking about different things. They're very focused on health and um, nutrition, but then launched this company, Healthy, which I want to talk to Erica about. Erica, thank you for being on Aspiring Women. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me today. Okay. Well, Erica, let's just get started. We've already started. It's Monday morning. We're all getting busy and oriented here. So why don't you just tell us what you're doing right now? What do you do at Healthy Day to Day? Right now, as the CEO and co-founder, uh, do a mix of everything. Um, my job comes down to three buckets. One is hiring, so um, ensuring that we're continuing to bring on the best people as we can as we build a big business. Uh, number two is uh, setting vision and ensuring that our team and our customers know um, our vision and why we exist and, and earn that right to keep our customers and, and ensure that um, they are getting value out of our products. And the third is um, running the balance sheet and making sure that we as a business are sustainable and always have ample funds in, in the bank. Okay, well, I know from, you know, any company that's about five, six years old in the digital health space, like those three combination things, that's a lot of balancing and probably changes, you know, hour to hour, if not, you know, month to month, <laughs> um, and over the course of the past couple of years. But, you know, uh, before we dig into healthy, I want to talk a little bit about you, Erica. So, you know, you were at graduate school, you were doing whatever you were doing um, there, and then you had this idea for um, a digital health company. So just walk me through a little bit of the journey. How did you get here? Where did tech and innovation and startups become something of interest to you? Yes. So I talked a little bit about what my day-to-day looks like, but like in any company, particularly during the earliest of days, you wear so many hats and there's so much more to the story. We started healthy in 2016. Um, I had watched my parents struggle with weight loss, uh, lose 35 pounds working with a dietitian, and saying, look, this is the type of healthcare that people in this country need to receive for a variety of reasons. I was in business school at the time, um, had zero intention to start a company, um, but really just started exploring how do you actually have an outsized impact in the healthcare system for the betterment of society. And I met my co-founder who was an undergrad at the time um, and somehow convinced him that we needed to start building a solution because healthcare was failing. And for us, it was really digging in and understanding that healthcare technology systems, services, industries had really been set up 
for a different model of care that was optimizing the bottom line at the expense of patient outcomes. And I actually even don't like the term patients because that's realizing that you're entering into the healthcare system when it's too late. So we kind of took a step back and said, how could we re-envision a healthcare system that was designed around proactive, preventative, long-term relationships between providers of care and receivers of care? And that basically meant, you know, before we could even um, think about doing anything like delivering services, and now we never will because our, our customers do that, we stood up a technology platform that that made client engagement and an EHR platform first-class citizens from day one. And we said, we need to really enable our providers to build those long-term ongoing relationships because that is what contributes in the case of nutrition, behavioral health, women's health to better healthcare experiences and outcomes. Um, so when we got started, we were in school and we... Uh, had healthy as a classroom project. Um, dorm room fund was our first check into the company. And we then joined an accelerator program that summer after, after we got started. So that, that in terms of like that trajectory, I will just say that, you know, for young companies that are starting out, there's a pattern, you know, in terms of starting something successful, you know, this business school project that you understand is a very large market landscape. We've moved to chronic care. So there is enduring, you know, clinical work that's needed and it's outside the four walls of the, um, you know, where people see their providers um, in terms of where there's impact. You've got this in interesting, you know, uh, connection to your parents in terms of what they've seen. Where does technology fall into that for you? Where did you grow up where technology was interesting or was that just a must have, um, you know, something that you learned in the incubator? Just give me a sense for that. I had no technology background. And to this day, I'm the CEO of a tech company that is not a developer. So I've gotten really smart <laughs> around technology. Um, but I, I myself have never written a line of code. What I think is is really important from where I stand is saying, if I care about making the world a better place and I care about the fact that, you know, we have this massive problem, 45% of individuals are overweight or obese, um, mental health is going through an unparalleled crisis. Um, I experienced what it was like to go through the healthcare system personally as a pregnant woman and, and now new mom. And you say, this, the, the systems are failing us. You need to do better. The fundamental way that we can have an outsized impact is through technology that spread to the customers that we are lucky enough to serve is how we can, we can make an outsized impact in changing the way that healthcare is uh, delivered. Um, we, during the early days, but still to this day, just started talking to prospective customers, providers uh, who were happy in the healthcare systems, and then a lot of providers who were frustrated with their day-to-day -day and realized that, you know, if we built out a better platform, we could usher in this new wave of how healthcare should be delivered outside of the hospitals. And this is a thesis that we've been building towards since prior to COVID, since 2016, um, of standing up digital experiences that now consumers have come to expect. But uh, when we got started, our, our 
providers were using tools like WhatsApp and, you know, private Instagram accounts and text messaging and, and FaceTime to build those long-term relationships and realizing that that was just not the future of, uh, of healthcare. But Erica, when you say, when you call Healthy a platform company, I just want to make sure I have this right. So it's a platform company for other digital health companies to build their solutions on. Is that right? Do I have that right? Yes, that's correct. So, you know, effectively what's happening is that the digital health market is seeing unprecedented levels, long overdue in our opinion, of innovation. And this is propping up an entire industry that's at the forefront of providing better consumer-first, virtual-first experiences um, for members, and, and I don't even like the term patient, to receive modern, accessible, recurring healthcare. Healthy is the underlying infrastructure for that. And what does that mean? It means our startups come to us, pre-seed to Series C, work with companies of all sizes, because they can't, there's no need for them to reinvent, you know, having a strong calendaring platform, having a strong intake form system to match them to the right healthcare experience, having the right, building the right tools um, for goals and engagement and care plans and a chat platform, having tools like tasks uh, to help providers uh, coordinate care with each other. And then of course have the EHR and billing platform. These startups really need to focus on what makes them special, what makes them unique, clinical care, clinical outcomes, going to market, building payer provider relationships, really doubling down on how they are going to build those outsized and incredible experiences using our toolkit. And then do you provide the data? Do you provide patient data or, you know, data sets and uh, connectivity to EHR, other EHR platforms as part of the platform? All of it, right? We are part of that new era of technology that is API first, friendly to developers and builders who want to take our toolkit and then build upon it and do all of those things that you just mentioned. Gone are the days when you know, you have to call a company and re request an export of data that'll take four to six weeks. It's, hey, pop in, pop directly into our API, grab the data that you need for your reporting and analytics or for your relationships with stakeholders. And, and that's just part of this new philosophy of how companies that have been built. Well, um, I think I think it's like, you know, when you when you did it, 2016, okay, this is pre-pandemic. And so I think we all just like so I come from the EHR space and we all could see EHRs coming, we could all see it coming, but it wasn't until the High Tech Act that the adoption actually happened. Now, I, I don't know if you saw the pandemic coming, but it came and yeah. we have all witnessed um an unbelievable amount of digital health hitting the um, the scene of healthcare. So let's talk about how you, like where, what stage was healthy at? You know, how many companies were you working with? And then what happened during the course of the pandemic? Yeah, that's a great question. For us, it's really been building towards preventative, personalized and relationship-based care since day one. We have thousands of dietitians, nutritionists, health coaches, behavioral health professionals, lactation consultants, and doulas that have been using our platform for years. Um, what happened because of COVID and this, this moment in time of innovation in digital health was that we have been uniquely positioned to help these 
new and new new digital health disruptors enter the market because they are able to take our you know brandable platform so a calendaring platform an intake form system engagement tools that can be fully customized based on how they want to provide care and they're able to enter the market focused on what makes them unique and different um these companies are very tech first um wanting to build bespoke experiences but frankly don't have the time and shouldn't spend their resources worrying about time zones and detailed nitty gritty behind the scenes knowing that they can focus on those beautiful beautiful patient experiences and so what covid did was accelerated innovation in healthcare and you see that with unprecedented levels of a venture investment but also just consumer expectation and demand of of how healthcare should look like uh versus how it has been looking like um our startups are taking leaf from industries like fintech and consumer tech and saying why would i rebuild stripe when stripe exists i can pop it into my system and focus on what makes me unique and different and healthy is the secret weapon for a lot of our startups because they're able to to test iterate pivot and focus on on all of that while not focus on on underlying infrastructure. Well, I think the, you're caught you're caught you mentioned expectations. I think consumer expectations are absolutely higher than they ever have been and I think that's a good thing because companies and technologies should be much better. They should work in workflows and they should get to while you don't like the word um patient outcomes. I mean that is what we're trying to achieve and I do think that your point about, you know, for the companies to focus on their differentiator um, is really important. But Erica, how did you pivot? So, so I imagine you know you've you've started this company, but it sounds similar in some ways to Zeus Health, Jonathan Bush's venture. So, you know, again, just a very large space and providing this infrastructure. But I have to imagine that during the time of the pandemic, you went from um, you know, some some building of success to an absolute accelerated growth in lots of companies. How did you deal with that? You as the leader, you just professionally, what did you have to do to manage the um, influx of um, business? Yeah, that's a great question. I think being a founder and being a leader is all about personal evolution and personal growth. Um, that that's kind of you know my own experience and journey. I've certainly gone through um, my own my own learnings of that. And you don't learn you don't learn how to be a CEO in business school. You learn through on the ground operational experience. And then the second piece of that is is really feeling lucky that we have a team that has been able to um, provide for this this underlying infrastructure and and you know working working with other healthcare startups and and we have the infrastructure, we have the team and we have the industry knowledge and that enabled us to be pulled into this really, really, really exciting market of digital health innovation. Besides the platform, do you, I mean, just as CEO and having grown healthy, you know, you, uh, I've read that you have um, supported over, you know, half a billion dollars of venture that's gone into, that has gone into the startups um, and companies that you work with. I mean, that's some pretty large scale. So, so do you see from all the startups that you work with as a successful CEO yourself, do you see what is or is not going to work um, in the different companies that you're, that you work with? With. I feel incredibly lucky that we get to work with some great founders and some great leadership teams that also 
you know, I learn from on a day-to-day basis, right? And you kind of see, well, why do certain companies take off? And it all comes down to the team and it comes down to the leadership. Um, and then it comes down to uh, the caliber of individuals that they bring on as they scale, right? And, you know, we've seen some of our companies get started with us, um, you know, two founders in, in a garage, so to speak, and that have now gone on and raised, you know, 50, 100, 150 million in venture. And you say, well, why is that happening? It's because they are focused on outcomes. They are focused on clinical care. They are focused on making a positive difference and they know how to execute um, and they know how to, how to set a mission and reach those goals. And so that's, it's a very, very, you know, it's a gift, but it's something that's very, very inspiring to see as well. And, and, and Erica, for you as a female CEO and co-founder, I mean, certainly there are fewer women who are leading companies and startup companies in digital health. There's nothing different about those statistics um, there. Do you see differences in terms of just the different founders and uh, CEOs, whether, you know, based on whether they're women or men, are the same characteristics um, needed to be a leader? What, what's your experience? I think that there has never been a better time to be a female CEO because there are more and more of us than ever. Um, I think if you can lean into how you want to lead and, and what makes you, you know, everyone has their own version of being a leader and everyone has, you know, their own strengths and weaknesses. I think leaning into a lot of that is better than, than trying to lead in a certain you know, way we may think of when we think about leadership, you know, leading with empathy, leading with kindness, leading with resilience, those are all attributes that I see amongst a lot of founders, but especially our female founders that we work with. And it's something that I aspire to do as well. So I, I think that's what the world needs more and more of. And we're, we're ushering in this new generation where it doesn't matter what gender you are, it matters how you lead and it matters the vision that you set. Um, and it's really exciting because I don't think that was the case five, 10, 20 years ago. You know, you're, you know, similar, I spoke to um, a very, very successful uh, venture uh, investor, and she said the same thing, like now is an excellent time to be a female founder, a female um, entrepreneur. And for you, Erica, what are the skills that you have that make you a standout CEO? And were, did you hone those skills? Or do you know you have those skills? Or, you know, what's your magic? That, that is a great question. It's something that I'm certainly figuring out uh, day to day. I think my, my number one differentiator is that uh, I don't give up. And so I'm, I, healthy is effectively bulletproof because we've gone through ups and downs and pivots over the first five years of our company. But we, you know, we don't give up. We keep going. The thing about business is there's always a next move. Um, until you decide to, to hold up shop. And what I've learned is that if I can withstand that and with, withstand what comes to me, then that's how you start building out your superpower and you start, you, you know, you can, you can adapt to whatever comes your way. And that's how you build a multi-billion dollar business over the course of like five, 10 and 20 years. 
Erica, one other thing I wanted to ask you about. So as you have been working on healthy and building it, you've gone through enormous growth and change during the course of, you know, certainly the pandemic is as you look out a couple of years ahead, what, what's your vision, whether it's for the company or your own professional journey, do you have a future vision um, for yourself and for the company? I'm here to make a positive impact on the healthcare system. I'm inspired every day because our customers and our startups and our organizations are at the forefront of that innovation. So when I think about what success looks like for healthy and for myself, it's reaching as many change makers as possible because I know what our platform does because it allows our companies to focus on delivering better healthcare outcomes. So to me, it's not, you know, a certain amount of dollars in the bank. It's not a certain number of venture raise. It's not a certain milestone or, or exit. It's really about building a business that's around in 10 to 20 years that continues to make a positive impact in the way that people, um, people receive their healthcare. Well, it certainly sounds like you are on your way. So Erica, as we close out today on Inspiring Women, any last closing advice you'd like to leave listeners with, perhaps sort of younger women who are just starting out on their own professional journeys, also thinking about whether it's starting a company or building a business like you're doing? I think that work-life balance never exists, but it's all right optimizing you know, if you love what you're doing and if you are motivated by wanting to build a career, then you got to just keep going Two, being a mom was the most incredible thing for me personally, but also professionally, because it reinvigorated why I work and why I hustle so hard. It's to make the world a better place. And so, you know, if you're thinking about motherhood or are a mom, never, ever let that hold you back. Let that empower you to work harder because it can and it will. I think that's great advice, especially for our new mothers. You know, you can continue to bring that and your whole self um, to what you're doing. Erica, I've really appreciated this conversation. This has been an Inspiring Women episode. We've been speaking with Erica Jane and Erica, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This has been an episode of Inspiring Women with Lori McGraw. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We are produced by Kate Cruz at Executive Podcast Solutions. More episodes can be found on inspiringwomen.show. I am Lori McGraw, and thank you for listening.